the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Difference Makers. I'm Mike Lee, Director of Local Ministries for True Talk 800, 93.9 KPDQ, AM 860, The Answer, KPAM, La Patrona 1640, 93.1 El Rey and 104.1 The Fish, and I'd love to talk with you about getting more people back to your church, sharing about your ministry through our free online church directory and church service live stream directory, expanding your ministry or business beyond your walls, becoming known as an authority in your field, and getting more known on the radio, building awareness of your company or outreach by hosting our events at your location at no risk to you. Marketing your message or brand directly to your target audience through the powerful online tools of Salem Surround. And most importantly, if your ministry leader or pastor could use a phone call, a word of encouragement, a cup of coffee, or a connection to others, please email me at mikelee at kpdq.com. That's M-I-K-E-L-E-E at kpdq.com. Our very special guest is no stranger to our airways. In fact, she is the longtime host of a program about handling grief every Saturday afternoon from 4 to 5 on 93.9 KPDQ. Founder and director of One to Another. Welcome, Joanne Petrie. How are you today? Well, I'm good. It's nice to be here. Thank you for inviting me to be here. Always great to have you in the building. And is it different for you being here on a non-Saturday for a change? Well, it's different. That's right. (laughs) But different doesn't mean bad. It means good. It certainly does. And Joanne's program, One to Another, is live Saturdays from 4 to 5 p.m. Joanne Smith-Petrie and her late husband, Dwayne, launched the show to provide opportunities to connect people who've experienced loss to understand how the grieving process works. Joanne married Dr. Ron Petrie in 1997 And together, they continue to expand the programs, not only the radio program, but also classes, seminars, books, DVDs, in addition to the radio ministry. So I can't thank you enough, Joanne Petrie, for what you do and the lives that you bring hope to through one to another. Well, thank you. I feel it's an honor to do it. Especially now, Joanne, are you finding that people are having difficulty giving themselves permission to grieve the loss of a loved one? Yes, I do. I feel like people seem to put themselves in a cave or a place where they're isolating themselves, and I feel like that's detrimental to them getting well. And I believe that it's important for people who are grieving to, number one, to reach into themselves. We have to do that. We've got to give ourselves permission to grieve. And we also need to know that as we give ourselves permission to grieve, that also means that we need to maintain your health, to soothe your soul, which has been really um, weary from crying and from doing a lot of things that we do in grief, 
and to find things to do for yourself. So if you're going to give yourself permission to do this work, I think it's important to really discover what you can do for yourself as you're walking through this. And one of the things that I suggest in the grief classes is people journal and they begin to write how they're experiencing their loss. What are they feeling? What is this doing to them? How are they growing as they're learning some of the ways that they have to let go of life as it has been? And I also think if you've got a green thumb, one of the great things you've been able to do this summer is garden. We've had the best year to have a garden. If you've got any place to get water, it's a great thing to do is get out there and do something with your hands. I also think reading is a good thing to do. Sometimes at the beginning, it's hard because you can't even read a page. You can't think about it. But, you know, I've written a book that I think helps people once they give themselves to do this reaching in. I think it's important to do some reading, listening to music. KPDQ is a great place to get music of all sorts. And I think prayer. I I believe that prayer is a way for you to examine your heart, to examine what's happening to you as you're going through this process. And writing your prayers is a great thing to do to discover what is the deepest part of your grief. So I think reaching in is important. The other part, I think, is reaching out. And I believe that if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. We need each other. And when do we ever get the idea that isolation is a way to heal? That's not true. We have to have other people with us for accountability, for creative ideas, for someone who's walked a little further than they have to give them some creative ideas. uh, There's another thought that I have. It says, asking for help is not giving up. It is refusing to give up. And I have found in my life, I, you know, as a hospice chaplain, I have a lot of times when people that I've worked with, the families, that someone, you know, the family member dies. And so I have found for my own self, I need the support of people coming to class. Not that I would be superimposing my grief over them, but Helping other people grieve helps me too. And I think it's important to really reach out. And so those are the two things that I think are most important for you. If you're listening, it doesn't matter what kind of a loss you've had. If you're thinking about, you know, you've lost a job or you've lost, a, uh, you know, you've maybe lost an animal, you've lost a good dear friend, you've lost your home. There's so many reasons why we have grief, and grief is a process of putting back together the pieces of a broken heart, a hole so deep in your heart that it aches and hurts, and you wonder if it's ever going to stop hurting. It does stop hurting if you start to do some work. So it is important to reach in and reach out. Joanne, why do we refuse to give ourselves permission to grieve sometimes? 
Is it a pride issue? Is it fear? I think both. I think it's a pride issue. We don't want anybody to know that we really are hurting. And, you know, I think it's fear. Well, what's going to happen if somebody knows I'm not doing very well? And so it's, um, you know, the first step in working through grief, I think, is coming to a grief class or a support group. Getting with other people helps. And I think we have to sort of take a look at this fear factor. Why why are we so afraid? Well, you might just meet somebody in the class that will really eventually become a friend because you begin to talk with them and you realize, oh, they're going through this too. I see more friendships develop in grief class that are um, lifelong, that people learn to grow together, and here they are, they're going through grief, and they have a good, they meet a friend. Pretty soon, they're going out to coffee together, maybe they're talking on the phone, and eventually, you know what? They have a brand new friend. And when we are in grief, we lose a lot of people that were around us, because they don't know what to do with us, they don't know what to say to us, so, you know, they just go on their own way. And so in a grief class, you just meet new people. And it is amazing the camaraderie that happens in a, in a grief class. Joanne Petrie is the co-host of One to Another every Saturday afternoon from 4 to 5 p.m. on 93.9 KPDQ. Make sure to tune in and learn about handling grief. So, Joanne, what would you like to share with our audience next? Well, I think that one of the things that women need to understand that that we need other women in our lives. When our husbands die or when we get a divorce, um, you know, life changes. And so I have started a group called Friend to Friend, and it's for women of all ages. Well, I should say, I would think from probably uh, 18 to 90. (laughs) I was trying to think of the age span. But I've started a group, and I have had it going on for some time, and I call it Friend to Friend, and it's always on the second Saturday of the month, and it's from 10 a.m. to 12, and we meet at the Living Hope Church, 19691 Myers Road in Oregon City, and the fee for the uh, meeting is $5, and out of the $5, you get inspiration, you get to meet some new women, You get to have something to eat that's already packaged up. And you know what? You have an opportunity to learn something about life from someone else. This month, which we'll be meeting on October 9th, Obstacles to a Healing Mindset. Jennifer Harrell is coming. She's a health coach, and she's coming to talk about that. And then I'm going to talk on November 13th. I'm going to talk about Thanksgiving is in your throat. Failure to give thanks is an insult to Almighty God. And then in December, I'm so excited that we're going to have Paul Young, the author of The Shack. He's going to be there. And we are moving to the Pioneer Senior Center in Oregon City to have Paul come And you know what? We invite guys to come because we feel like Paul always has the cutting edge of life to talk about. And so it's from 10 to 12 on December 11th. 
and we'll be meeting at the Pioneer Senior Center in Oregon City, and it's again from 10 to 12, and the cost is $5, $5. What a deal to be able to hear Paul Young, who has more inspiration in his thumb than anybody I know. He He's so creative in the way he shares the gospel, he shares life, and I consider it a privilege to have him come. He's a personal friend of mine and has been a good friend for many years. So those are the three things that are going to be happening. And like I said, when Paul Young comes, we invite men to come. And it is $5. You can call me at 503-593-2301 and say, I want a ticket or two or three. That's my personal cell, 503 503- Five nine three two three zero one. I want to get some tickets to hear Paul. And you know what? I'd be glad if you send me the money, $5 for each person, I'll send you the tickets. But Friend to Friend has actually started because I felt women needed to find a friend and to be a friend. So when women grieve, Joanne, is it different than from when men grieve? Are there certain needs that are more intrinsic toward females than toward males? Yeah. Uh, women are more expressive. I mean, we're not afraid to cry. We're not afraid to talk about what's going on inside of us. I can get women together in a group and say, okay, I want you to talk about your recent loss. I want you to talk about where you are in your loss and where do you need help today? And I can put them in small groups and you know what? I can walk out of the room and I can come back an hour later and they're still talking because we are emotional. We feel. And when we feel, we talk about it. But men, well, they go into their cave and they hide. And the only way they come out is if someone coaches them or coaches to ask them to come out. And men don't talk about their feelings They don't want to talk about them because they think they have to be, you know, this tough person. But I believe grown men, you know, you've heard grown men don't cry, but growing men cry. And it takes a long time for a growing man to realize that he can cry. Oh, I like that, Joanne Petrie. Grown men don't cry, but growing men do cry. I had a man come into one of my classes and... The first week he came, he said, I need to sit in the back of the room. I'm not going to be with the rest of the people. And I thought, wow, okay, that's unusual. So he sat back there, and he cried the entire two hours. At the end of the two hours, and everybody left, he stayed, and he said, I want to thank you, but I've had no place to cry. And I figured that I could come to a grief class, and I would just say to you, you know what? I need to cry. And will you let me cry? Well, I said, of course you can cry. He came the second week. He did the same thing. The third week, he came early and said, I want to thank you for letting me cry. I'm now ready to join the group. And he did incredible work. But he said, I just never have had any place to cry. And so, you know, growing men do cry. Once they are given permission, and that's what I like to do in the class is give men permission. They can feel, they can talk, they can share with other people, and they can begin to realize that what's going on deep inside of them can come out in a safe place where everything that happens is confidential. 
And yes, I do believe men and women grieve differently, but I think there's some tools that I give them that will help them realize they can be who they are and do their grief. It's about living life together and being able to share and encourage and receive encouragement and giving yourself permission to grieve. And that's what the radio ministry of One to Another is all about. So please tune in to 93.9 KPDQ every Saturday afternoon from 4 to 5 and listen to Joanne and Ron Petrie and heal and grow. Follow them on Facebook and make sure to check out the website onetoanother.org. That's onetoanother.org. More with Joanne Petrie of One to Another next on Difference Makers. You're listening to Difference Makers. I'm Mike Lee, Director of Local Ministries for True Talk 800, 93.9 KPDQ, AM 860, The Answer, KPAM, La Patrona 1640, 93.1 El Rey, and 104.1 The Fish. And I'm also privileged to host our ministry spotlight program, Difference Makers, which airs at 1 p.m. Fridays, Saturdays, and Mondays on True Talk 800 and 106.3 FM, and also Saturday afternoons at 1 on 93.9 KPDQ. Joanne Petrie is founder and director of One to Another, live every Saturday afternoon from 4 to 5 on 93.9 KPDQ. It's a call-in show about handling grief. So, Joanne, I think that when it comes to tough seasons of the year, especially right after the loss of a loved one, for me personally, the holidays are the toughest because, oh, we have to do this family tradition. Oh, wait. Someone's not here anymore. And it's tough sometimes, isn't it? It's very tough. And I think people need to be educated on how to do it. And so I'm going to be doing something for all the people who have ever been in the grief class. I call it the Grief Release Gathering. And it's going to be on November 14, 2021, 330 to 5. And it's going to be at Rolling Hills Community Church. 3550 Southwest Borland Road in Tualatin, Oregon. It's such a beautiful church. I've had so many wonderful events there over the years at Rolling Hills. Well, that's good. Well, this is going to be in the courtyard room, and I want to ask you to come to join us for connection and celebration. Maybe see some old friends and share your journey. I will be talking about how to walk through the holidays And we're going to have some good cookies. I brought some good cookies today. Thank you so much. And we're going to have those same kind of cookies. And we're going to have door prizes. And besides honoring the people that we've lost by lighting candles, we have this very beautiful ceremony where we do that. Then I will be teaching, and we're going to sing some Christmas carols, which may be the first time this year you heard Christmas carols. But, you know, we have to sort of have a time where we start to slide into the holidays. And I think that the grief release gathering is a great way to do it. If you've never been in a class and you want to come and check us out, you can come and check us out. The uh, exciting thing that will be happening at the grief release gathering is I have put together a five-week video of all the grief classes. I've done this this summer. It's a brand new video. It's all on a thumb drive. 
and we will be showing part of it. We have a trailer that will be showing, and I'm going to give a special deal to anybody who buys one that day. There's going to be a special price just that day for anybody who wants to get this five-week series that I teach on a regular basis all the time, but it's brand new. And I'm, um, I'm really thrilled with the way it turned out. And so maybe you're just going to come to see about that, or you just might win the prizes. Who knows? But I really believe that one of the most important things about our grief release gathering is to honor those people that we've lost. And we need to take a moment to do that. We want to thank them for the gift of living that they have given us. And the gift of living continues to be in our hearts. It's just that they're no longer part of our life. And so it's a way for us to one one time more to say thank you. And so we do that. And then I said, you know, I'll be teaching a little, I'll be teaching a mini teaching on how to get through the holidays. And one of the things that I think is important about getting through the holidays, if you fail to plan, you plan the fail. You have to plan. You've got to decide what you're going to do. Maybe not the whole time, but at least an outline of some things you can do during the holidays so you have some sort of a plan so you know where you're going. If you don't know where you're going, any place will take you. So let's kind of have a plan, a little bit of one. And so we can begin to see we can make it through the holidays. It's not going to be the worst time of your life. If you do do some work and think about it and talk to your family and say, I don't know if we should do this. Let's talk about it. And then you discover what you can and can't do. The first year after my late husband died, our tradition had been to always go out, cut down a Christmas tree bring it home, decorate it, and have that be kind of a big thing for our family outing. And when we go to the Christmas tree farm and cut it down, it was kind of a competition thing about who could find the greatest tree, you know. And we'd all work on the competition, and then we'd vote, you know, and then whoever whoever won, you know, won. So we would bring it home and then decorate it. And it was just a wonderful family time. So When Christmas came around after Dwayne was dead, I said to Amy, I can't do this. I don't want to go out and get a Christmas tree. I don't even care if we have one. It's not that important to me. And you know what she said to me? It's important to me, Mom. I want a Christmas tree. It's still important to me. I said, well, then how are we going to work this out? And she says, well, what about my suggestion? I said, okay, tell me. She says, let me go out and let me choose the tree and let me bring it home and let me decorate it. And when all that's done, let me have you come into the room where we have it. And I'll say to you, mom, Merry Christmas from Amy to my wonderful mother. You know what? It was the best Christmas because she did it. She wanted to still honor a tradition, but she wanted to do it in a different way. And she even cleaned up her mess. You know, after doing the Christmas tree and everything, she cleaned up everything and the whole thing 
was a gift to mom from Amy. So you see, we have to think about how we're going to do the holidays this year. And we have to really talk about them as a family. And sometimes what you want to do may not be what everybody else wants to do. So it takes compromise. So indeed, failing to plan is planning to fail. But Joanne Petrie, when Amy came up with this idea after Dwayne's passing, were you surprised at your reaction to her tree? Because you didn't want to do it at all. This was Dwayne's tradition. You don't have Dwayne anymore. You can't have the tree, right? Right. Well, I was, I w- you know, I was surprised at the depth of emotion that Amy had in her decision that she really wanted to do that. And, you know, I had to listen to that. So compromise is also very important in doing something as a family. And, you, you know, you have to talk about it. And that... That was um, that was an interesting point for me to realize that there were some some things that she was still thinking about deeply in her heart. So sometimes compromise is necessary yes. to make multiple members of a family feel loved yes. and valued after losing someone so dear. Yes. Yeah, it's really important. These are the kind of wonderful tidbits you can hear every Saturday afternoon from 4 to 5 on 93.9 KPDQ as Joanne hosts one to another live with her husband and now co-host, Dr. Ron Petrie. Joanne is a nationally certified bereavement facilitator, hospice chaplain for, what, more than three decades now, right? Yeah. (laughs) Counselor, author, radio host, and teacher. She's been helping people out by teaching grief classes since 1985 And Joanne has produced the Grief Release video series, as well as co-authoring the book, How to Say Goodbye. And Joanne, I want to give you credit where it's due, because when the whole pandemic began, one of your greatest strengths, which is standing up in front of people and teaching them, was taken away. But what did you do? You reinvented yourself and we got on video. So good for you, Joanne. Yeah, that was interesting. That I started teaching on um, video. Oh, no. Uh, what do you call it? Um, on Zoom? Zoom. How's the adjustment been for you? Because I know for me, as an adjunct at Corbin University, it was a brutal beating for me. Because I, I'd be saying something I thought was funny and crickets. And then I was, oh, wait, I told them to all go on mute. So let's pretend they're listening to me and chuckling. <laughs> but it was tough going from in person to in front of a screen for me, at least. Well, it wasn't easy because uh, one of the hardest parts was is that when people were starting to cry and they wanted me to touch them or get close to them, I couldn't. I was on Zoom and I could only do it with words. I couldn't do it with touch. And that was very difficult for me. So I learned a lot, but I've also learned that that's not my favorite way to teach. But, you know, all the time the pandemic was on, I came into KPDQ every Saturday. I never missed once. I came in the whole time, and Ron and I were here every week giving uh, ideas about how to walk through this. And um, we've been very faithful. Ron has been a huge help to me. But we've been really faithful through all this time to continue to do what we really believe is in our hearts. 
And so if you want to check me out, you can find out that I'm very persevering. You really are. You really are. So thank you so much, Joanne Petrie, host of One to Another every Saturday afternoon from 4 to 5 on 93.9 KPDQ. Make sure to follow One to Another on Facebook and check out the website, onetoanother.org. That's onetoanother.org. Hi, I'm Joanne Petrie, co-host of the program One to Another, Saturday afternoons at 4 with my husband, Dr. Ron Petrie. I started the nonprofit group One to Another to connect people who are mourning as they navigate through the grieving process. Since 1993, the radio ministry, One to Another, has been bringing hope to listeners who are walking through grief. Let us help you with your grief questions on Saturday, 4 p.m., One to Another, 93.9 FM, KPDQ. More with Joanne Petrie next on Difference Makers. You're listening to Difference Makers. I'm Mike Lee, and our very special guest expert is the founder and director of One to Another, heard live every Saturday from 4 to 5 p.m. on 93.9 KPDQ. Joanne Petrie, thank you so much for all you've done, especially throughout this pandemic, to continue helping us through our grief. Can you tell us... What's the latest when it comes to the classes that One to Another is holding? Yes, I would love to do that. I'm going to be doing a Beyond Grief Release class, and it starts on October 14th, which is just about a week and a half away. And it's a five-week course, and it's for people who have taken the grief class. This is the second part of it, and it's uh, from 6.30 to 8.30, and there is a fee to take it of $25, And it's at Rolling Hills Community Church. And what I do in this class is I help people take the second step in their grief. The first class, I'm building a foundation, teach them all these different uh, tools. Now, the second class, we put the tools to work, and they actually do them in the class. And um, the class is powerful. I don't even know how to describe what it's like to come and be in a Beyond Grief Release class. It is so incredibly honest. The the people that do the the rituals are really honest and they they do some great 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 grief work and I'm proud of every person that comes in and does the work. But the second class is definitely a class where you're going to put some shoe leather on some tools. The second class, the second uh, class I have is actually a support group and it's called Bridge of Hope and it's sponsored by Bristol Hospice, which is the hospice I work for. And every second and fourth Thursday, I teach a support group at Oregon City Community Center. That's at 615 Fifth Street in Oregon City. And it's from one thirty to 3. There's no charge. You can just show up. And what I do is help people work through their grief. They get to know each other better. It's really a drop-in opportunity for people to share their feelings, receive support from one another, and I have the privilege to facilitate it. 
So if you're interested in getting involved, you just show up. And so this is actually sponsored by Bristol Hospice, 130 to 3 at the Oregon City Community Center, the second and fourth Thursday of every month. So the next one will be on October 14th and then uh, October 28th. But those are the those are the classes that I have that are coming up. And you're welcome to come to them. The one about the Beyond Grief Release class is something you need to register for. And you can call me at 503-593-2301 and talk to me about uh, the Beyond Grief Release class if you're interested. And, you know, I think that one of the things that we have to understand is that I hear this over and over again as I'm so lonely. One of the greatest challenges I see today is that what people say, I'm so lonely. But there is a difference between alone and lonely. There's a difference. There's two different words. And so maybe you need to take a look at where you are in your grief. Are you in the place where you say, I'm so lonely, I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm, I have no one to talk to. But maybe we ought to look at what is the difference. So alone is a calm. It's being somewhere with nothing other than your own thoughts, able to hear things that you often intentionally block out with meaningless conversation, loud music, and well-attended parties. Alone is giving yourself the time to listen to yourself. But lonely is when you talk to yourself to the point you're so sick and tired of hearing your own voice that you think, if I don't find somebody that I can talk to, I don't know what I'm going to do. I just need to be with someone. And that's lonely. And, you know, alone, and I certainly learned this, alone is eating dinner for one. When I when Dwayne first died, I have to confess to you that I would fix dinner and I would eat it in front of the sink. Because, you know, I've been used to eating with Amy and Dwayne, but Amy was now working in the evenings, and so here I am alone, and I would just fix my dinner, and I would eat it in front of the sink and hurry up and eat it because dinner time was no longer special. And I finally decided that I could be alone and eat a dinner for one. And what I ended up doing is setting a place at the table, lighting a candle, and enjoying a dinner for one. And that's what alone is. But I also feel that lonely is seeing the scene, the dinner, and realizing that, you know what, nobody's ever going to show up. And so, you know, you just say, I don't think I can ever eat by myself. And so that's what lonely does. Alone is taking a break from the pressures of your social circle. Happy to stay home once in a while, watch a movie, read a good book, do something that you really want to do. That's being alone. Lonely is allowing the freedom from judgment to take root in your life to become a reason to let things go. The dishes pile up. The bed goes unmade. Every, the dust bunnies are coming in. And at this point, you're losing perspective of other people to the point that your whole world narrows down to one. And that's what happens when you get really lonely. 
alone is walking down the street just by yourself, taking a look at things that you've never seen before, enjoying the environment around you, and just saying, you know what? I love this moment. But lonely is seeing something so beautiful, you feel like your heart cannot contain it, and that you're going to just burst because you want to share it with someone, and there's no one to share it with. So I think that learning to be alone is something that you have to cultivate. Nowadays, I spend time walking by myself, and I enjoy it because what I get to do is I get to go around my whole neighborhoods and I get to pray for people in their homes. And that's been really good for me. And the other thing that has been happening at our house when Ron feels more like walking is that we have, especially in the summer, this summer, when, you know, we were walking, we would just stop and talk to neighbors. We'd say, you know, we've never met you. We're Ron and Joanne. We'd love to get to know you better. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Are you, you know, are you married? Do you have kids? You see, our neighborhood is very quiet. And so we decided we would do that. And it was fun for us to take the time just to get to know our neighbors. So, you know, what's your perspective about life? Are you going to be alone or are you going to be lonely? I think the choice is up to you. And I think that one of the gifts that you need to give yourself is to say, I want some time alone, but I also need to be with others. And there's a balance, a real balance of that. One of the things that we try to do at our house is we try once a month to bring people in that have lost a loved one. And we just try to invite them over for dinner, maybe invite two guys in that have lost their wives or a, a, some a family that's lost a family member. But we've been trying to do that. And it's been really wonderful because that's been a way for the people to come in to meet some new people and for us to give out some hospitality to others who need it. Great words of wisdom from Joanne Petrie, the expert, the founder, the director of One to Another. Call in and listen at 93.9 KPDQ every Saturday afternoon from 4 to 5 p.m. And make sure to check out the website, onetoanother.org. That's onetoanother.org. Joanne, thanks so much for joining us today. Well, you're welcome. Do I have time to read my thought? Absolutely, Joanne. What thought did you have to share with us? Every minute someone leaves this world behind. We are all in line without knowing it. We never know how many people are before us. We cannot move to the back of the line. We cannot step out of line. So while we wait in line, make moments count. Make priorities. Make the time. Make your gifts known. Make a nobody feel like somebody. Make your voice heard. Make the small things big. Make someone smile. Make the change. Make love. Make up. Make peace. Make sure to tell your people they are loved. Make sure to have no regrets. Make sure you are ready. I love that, Joanne Petrie. Thanks so much for sharing that with us today. As we have a few more minutes left on Difference Makers today, can you tell us how our pal Joe Briette is doing? Well, he's doing great. He helps me in the Beyond Grief Release class. 
and he is the co-host with me on on uh, Beyond Grief Release. And he's doing very well, and he's a huge help to me in the Beyond Grief Release class because he he brings in the male perspective. He also brings in the um, business perspective because he's been a longtime businessman, and he gives affirmation and wisdom to all who come to class, and I'm deeply grateful for his influence in the class. It's funny how you were mentioning the importance to give yourself permission to grieve and to go to reach out and seek help and seek people, seek fellowship. And Joe was able to do that through your ministry of one to another. And in fact, he got some side benefits out of it because of you, Joanne, didn't he? He did. That's right. I got, I had the opportunity to introduce him to one of my friends and I had the opportunity to marry him. And they've been married now, I think, three or four years. That's fantastic. I've, I've forgotten how many, but it's more than two. <laughs> well, it's convenient that you're not only a hospice chaplain for more than three decades, but you're also a licensed and ordained minister, credentialed to go marry a couple of friends of yours. Well, that's true. Right? That was That's so fun. I always say I do more funerals than I do weddings. <laughs> but so you'd rather do more weddings if you could. I would, though, right? but that's not the way my life is. My life is really more more funerals than weddings. But, you know, I count it a privilege every time I get to do a funeral because that way I get to do something to share with the family and the friends something about the person after they've died. And funerals are coming back. It's really exciting to see that people are now able to do those. And Willamette National is open again, and I've been doing a lot of services up there. So it's great, great to have that open again. Thank you so much for all that you do, Joanne Petrie. And I've got one final question for you, especially for those who've lost a loved one during the pandemic. What words of wisdom and counsel do you have to share? Get help. That's the most important thing I can say is get some help. You need to get some tools to help you walk through this. And if you've been alone for a long time, the greatest gift you can give yourself is to get involved in some kind of a class. That's what you need to do. And as cliched as it sounds, we do really live in unprecedented times when it comes to the pandemic. I think about the number of kids and elderly and everyone in between who's been affected by closures and restrictions and the inability to say goodbye to a loved one in person. So seek help. Tune in to One to Another Live every Saturday from 4 to 5 on 93.9 KPDQ. And as for all these wonderful classes and books and DVDs and support groups, you can find out more information on the website, onetoanother.org. That's onetoanother.org. And you can call Joanne Petrie directly at 503-593-2301. That's 503-593-2301. Joanne, is there anyone you want to say hi to or send a shout out to? Well, I just want to say thank you to KPDQ for all their support. Uh, I appreciate uh, the the uh, director, um, Dennis, and I appreciate his, his supporting me and the engineer that we have each week, David. I really appreciate him, and I thank you so much for inviting me to be on. I really love the team at KPDQ, and I want to say thank you. 
you're part of our family and you've been so for so very long and you've helped out so many people through the ministry of one to another. So thank you, Joanne Petrie. Well, you're welcome. And thank you for listening to Difference Makers. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.